Um, we're going to continue this series on pain and resilience, and today um, I uh, have a, a friend and a very special guest who's going to help me uh, give this sermon. So we started off last week talking about the fact that all of us go through pain in life. All of us deal with things in our lives that are difficult, heartbreak, setback, disappointment, pain, and we are called and we can uh, develop a resilient spirit in the face of those things. And today, I have somebody here with me who has developed an incredibly resilient spirit in the face of something that happened to him uh, many years ago. Blake McMeans uh, grew up in Knoxville, Tennessee. He was an incredible athlete. In fact, he was at one point named one of the top five tennis players uh, in the entire uh, country, and he was uh, being recruited uh, by many different colleges around uh, the country. But when he was 16 years old, Blake's world got turned upside down when he lost his father, uh, who was his idol and his role model, and he was only 16 years old. His father died of a heart attack at the age of 46, and this was uh, very crushing to Blake and was one of the most difficult things that uh, he's ever had to go through. That caused him to drink more in order to hide that pain. Remember last week we talked about how many of us deal with our pain differently? Uh, some people will drink, uh, some people will uh, use prescription drugs, some people will buy things, uh, will cause Blake to, to start drinking more than he should. He um, still had this dream, though, that one day he would become a professional tennis player, and so he continued to work hard uh, at his favorite sport, which was tennis. Um, when he was going into his senior year of high school, he received, like I said, lots of scholarship offers, but he decided to accept the one from the University of Tennessee so that he could stay close to his mother uh, and his sister, who are both here this morning in church and sitting on the front row. And, um, and so Blake was, uh, was going to go to Tennessee, and he was going to start in the spring semester uh, of 1995. But something happened on November the 10th, 1994. Blake went out with some of his future fraternity brothers, and uh, he went out on, the, on the, the Knoxville Strip. If you went to Tennessee, you know exactly where that is. And Blake had too much to drink, and he got behind the wheel, and he decided to drive home. And before he uh, could get to his house, he wasn't that far from his house, uh, he, rolled, he ran his car, his truck, off the road, and it flipped over uh, three times. Now, the prognosis for Blake was very grim. He was in a coma for almost four months. He suffered severe brain injuries. He didn't break a bone in his body, but he had uh, severe head trauma. Uh, when he came out of that coma, he was confined to a wheelchair and he had to relearn how to swallow, how to sit, how to talk, how to stand, how to dress, how to do everything else that he had basically always done uh, in his life. Now Blake is 41 years old and he's come to terms with what happened many years ago, even though it was incredibly difficult. And tennis will always hold a special place in his heart, but he never got to actually play a single match for the University of Tennessee. He's now found a far greater purpose in his life. Taking that positive outlook, Blake has made tremendous gains in his personal life. Once he was able to become more independent, he moved here to Nashville, and um, 
He was uh, hired to be the assistant tennis coach over at Montgomery Bell Academy. And even more significant, he has now found his calling, which is traveling around speaking and trying to make sure that other high school and college students don't make the same mistake that he made. So now he travels, sharing his story, educating others about the dangers of drinking and driving, texting and driving, being distracted and driving, and imploring with them to not make the same decision he made. I'm going to quote Blake here. He says, students come up to me and tell me that I changed their lives. He says, that's better than any tennis match I've ever played because that's what living is about. Well, Blake has um, continued to do this. I had the privilege of serving on uh, his board, which is called the Blake McMeans Foundation and Promise Tour, started uh, over a decade ago in 2007. And he has gone all over the place. He has been able to speak to more than 22,000 students. We give scholarships in Blake's name uh, to deserving high school students. And he has truly uh, found an amazing purpose in life. So would you join me this morning in welcoming my friend and our guest, Blake McMeans. say a picture is worth a thousand words. If you watched me walk up here to the podium, you saw a picture of what can happen to a person who decides to drink and drive. I was just like you, facing decisions every day about my lifestyle actions. Excited about what my future's gonna hold. Now, I'm living with the consequences of those actions. I was in a coma for about four months. It took me a year to understand, and another five years to talk in sentences. So it's been a long journey, and it's not over yet. What you just saw is 21 years of six-day-week hard work. And it took me seven years to be able to stand up in my wheelchair, and that's not walk, that's just stand up. I didn't realize when I drove away from the bar that night I would be giving my dreams away. I thought I was just having a good time. But now, I will never be a world-class tennis player, and I gotta live with that. I'm here today to share my story with you and hopes that it will inspire you to make better decisions than I made, and hopefully 
support those around you making good choices too. My entire life is different now because of that one night, one night. But truth be told, their problems started several years before that one night. That was not the first time I was driven drunk. The truth is, I started stealing, stealing alcohol from my parents' liquor cabinet when I was about 11 years old or 12. By the time I was in high school, I had a steady pattern of drinking heavily on the weekends. I still practiced tennis several hours every day, starting at 5 a.m. I was able to maintain my national ranking and earn a full scholarship to the University of Tennessee. Look at me from the outside, I was a healthy, happy teenager with his whole life ahead of him. I had my alcohol used by my parents and others of my disapproved. This love with no one to left me with no one to confront me about my destructive behavior. No one trusts me to make better choices. I was on the road a lot, playing tennis and hanging out with older kids, and I thought drinking alcohol was cool. It seemed like it was no big deal, and everybody was doing it, but it was a big deal. I was gambling my future, and now my future is drastically different. I was once one of the top 10 tennis players in this country, and now I struggle, I struggle to button my shirt and tie my shoes. Think about that. I thought I had a lot of friends in high school, too. Drinking with them made me feel accepted. Everybody accepted me as a physically fit athlete with a drink in my hand. Funny thing, though, most of them disappeared when I became physically disabled and confined to a wheelchair. Some said they didn't include me in their lives anymore because my disability made it hard for me to get around. But I think it may have been because I was a constant reminder of the reality they tried to deny, that drinking and acting irresponsibly 
can cost you your future. If you're drinking alcohol, using illegal prescription drugs, or just drugs, then you got a problem. And I'm here to tell you that there are people, people out there to help you. I'll help you. Well, I hope my story has convinced you to make better decisions. I hope it's also inspired you in other ways as well. I hope you'll never look back with regret on a missed opportunity to help someone else make a positive choice for the future. And please don't text and drive. It can wait. I want to thank you for your time and attention today and ask you to visit my website at www.blakemakemeans.com. You can keep up my schedule there and link to my Facebook page where we can share messages. I will leave you my personal mission statement. I want people to live, live to serve, live to offer help, live to make good choices, live, live a lot inspires others than yourself. Thanks. You guys can be seated. I'm going to let Blake sit down um, in his wheelchair here, and I'm just going to have just a minute to just to talk with him, and then we'll uh, we'll sing our hymn. Um, Blake, can you um, can you tell us uh, how you've been able to find the resilience to take this horrible situation and use it to go and help a lot of other people and to keep them from making the same mistake? Well, honestly, I just looked at the situation and and saw there was a big need for it. I mean, like very big. And um, just just started doing it. I know your your family's here. Your your mom and your sister, your brother-in-law, and uh, they've been such a support for you. Um, can you just say anything about the people in your life that were there? Uh, to help you get through this and to support you during your rehab because really you 
Um, I was talking to Blair, you defied all odds based on what the doctors thought when you were in your coma. You've defied all odds in terms of what you've been able to do, um, getting back up, walking, um, dressing yourself. Um, how, how have the people that have been in your life been so important in helping you? Man, I couldn't have done this without them. Um, there's no way. Um, I mean, no way. They've been so important in, in pretty much every decision I make. Um, you know, of course, I like to go off and make a few decisions on my own. <laughs> 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 and um but we won't talk about that <laughs> <laughs> well the la last question I'll ask you is we're, this summer we are talking about resilience and you have exhibited that in your life with what you've done but how have you been able to find the courage and the strength and you've told me before that you think you know God is using you now to go out and make sure other people don't make the same mistakes, but how have you been able to find that resilience um, on a regular basis in your, in your own life? Because it takes constant resilience to do what you're doing now. Yeah, you know, Clay is just, it's just part of me. I mean, um, you know, I, I really feel like God has given me um, the ability to to speak to people, and um, I mean, and I'm talking people. Um, this is not just for for high schoolers or college age. This is for everybody, everybody texts and drives. I guarantee you, but you don't need to do that. Let's thank Blake one more time for being here this morning. Thank you, Blake. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.